Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. Today is Sunday, May 16th, 2021, and this is day 1164 of our journey together. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and thank you and praise you, glorify you. There is absolutely no one like you, and thank you for molding and shaping us to be Uh, to have your character and to have the mind of Christ. Help us, Father, to go forth and fulfill every purpose that you've given us for today. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is calling all runners, (laughs) calling all runners. I know there's only one rule. All right. This rule is to finish. We're going to start off in Revelation chapter one, verses nine through 19. We're talking about finishing. And as runners, sometimes we can run to uh, or run in the race, or sometimes we can run away from the race. So let's go to Revelation chapter 1, verse 9 through 19. And this is John and uh, what he went through in running his race. So it says, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patience, patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, and this is Jesus, which said, write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and those represent the churches, the seven churches. And among the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man, that's Jesus, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, which is what Jesus is calling himself. He says, I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. 
Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later. So, this is something John finished. Now, his next assignment uh, is to write the book of Revelation. This is what Jesus told him to do. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later. Isn't that powerful? So let's go over now to John chapter, Revelation chapter 4. All right, Revelation chapter 4. And then we're going to go start at verse 1 through 4. So Revelation 4, verse 1 through 4. And he, this is John again. He says, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby. A rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones. And seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. Hmm. Now, this represents us when we finish the race. So, these 24 elders, uh, because there were 12 tribes of Israel in the Old Testament and 12 apostles in the New Testament, the 24 elders in this vision uh, more than likely represent all the redeemed of God for all time, both before and after Christ's death and resurrection. They symbolize all those, both Jews and Gentiles, who are now part of God's family. The 24 elders show us that all the redeemed of the Lord are worshiping him. We are in heaven with the Lord. Praise God. That is what it looks like to finish that race. Now, all right. Now, we've got a little bit more. A little bit more. We're going to go now to uh, Revelation 4, 9, verse 9 through 11. Okay. Okay. So, listen to this. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him, and talking about God, um, who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will, they were created and have their being. <laughs> so this is what we have this wonderful honor and privilege to do. And that is to glorify and worship our Lord. And we have crowns upon our heads. Uh, and these crowns have great meaning. Uh, but that we are in heaven worshiping God. 
Oh, my goodness. I'm going to now go over to Philippians, uh, Philippians uh, chapter 3. And uh, let's see. Let me go over to Philippians chapter 3. Uh-oh. Here we go. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 21. Okay. Philippians 3, verse 12 through 21. And it says, and this is Paul speaking, and he says, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, he's talking to believers. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And he says, all of us, all of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Therefore, their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Yep. <laughs> we have such great things to look forward to as we run this race, and that is to be with our Lord and Savior for eternity. Paul is telling us that as we mature in Christ, we too should be an example to others and begin to, to always look to those who are being a good example. But our, our utmost example is Jesus Christ. And how do we know that? How do we learn about him? By reading and studying his word. We should not allow anything to take our eyes off our goal. Knowing Christ Jesus, sharing his love with others and building the kingdom of God. We should take on the single-mindedness of an athlete in training. We must lay aside everything harmful and forsake anything that may distract us from fulfilling our God-given purpose. What's holding you back from finishing your purpose according to God's instructions? 
hmm, could it be other people uh, getting in your ear telling you, oh, no, I wouldn't do it that way. No, I wouldn't do this. How do you know God told you to do that? No, you need to be doing greater things. You shouldn't be doing this or that. Or, or could it be even our own families getting in the way of us finishing our race that God has laid out before us? Could it be our work? Oh, that we get so in, engrossed in and, and that we just don't now have time for God. Yeah, could it be our extracurricular things? Shoot, I've got to take some time out for me. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that you don't enjoy yourself as you're serving the Lord, but, you know, we got to keep everything in perspective. You know, uh, you may see something, you know, that needs to be done in the church and you're like, well, I'll let somebody else do that. And God may be putting it on your heart to do it. That may be part of your journey, part of your race. What is it that God has shown you to do or given you to do? Or do you feel like, I'm not good enough? You know what? I don't sing or I don't speak like sister or brother so-and-so. So I can't do this or I can't do that. Well, I'm old and I'm in my home. I can't drive. I, I can't get out and about. And, but God is saying, I've got something for you to do. It's a matter of yielding and listening and doing. We know what we're going to do when we get to heaven. We know that we're going to be with the Lord. We know we're going to worship him. But what does he have for us to do now while we're here, as Paul did, and finishing our race? Uh, one thing, we must finish. I'm going to jump over to John chapter 19 now. Verse 28 through 30. Very short, but very powerful says, now later, knowing that everything had now been finished. This is Jesus on the cross. And so that scripture would be fulfilled. Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus's lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. He did all of that for us. And then he rose up victorious over death, over hell. He took the keys back from Satan who thought he had won. <laughs> and Jesus uh, is in heaven with the Father. He did all of these things so that we would be redeemed and be restored back to the Father. We too must finish just as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, finished his mission to save us. So, what is it that you need to complete? And, you know, there was a time in my life, I'm going to tell y'all, I would just not finish. I would get sick and tired. I might be on a job and got sick and tired of the unfair treatment, of the racism, of, you know, the gossip, all those things. Now, I, I would say, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> and God didn't say, leave yet. But I would leave on my own because, you know, I just, I didn't want to deal with it. And then God would bless me with another job. But there came a time as I matured in Christ that I understood and recognized 
the importance of finishing. And God had me go back around that same mountain again (laughs) until I finished the race. Well, here lately, about two weeks ago, I had uh, uh, signed up for a class of uh, as a real estate developer to learn more. God had given me this assignment. And I started that class in January and finished the 1st of May. It was a long class and we did it via Zoom. We did it every Monday night for two hours. And then our cohorts would meet once a week for another hour, hour and a half. So it was, and that was every Thursday night. So my week was full. Uh, Monday nights uh, and Thursday nights doing that. Tuesday nights doing training. Uh, I did anger management training with my job. Wednesday nights I was at church. And then on Fridays, just whatever came up. And all I could remember was, I must finish. That was really... um, drilled down in me. And and here's the thing with this class. There was going to be a winner. There were five teams. And our team, we were all wanting to win and we we all had to create a project. Actually, all of us were given the same project to develop and uh, create like a, a mock uh, uh, living project. Uh, uh, apartments that we had to develop and fix and and go after you know the people that would live there and and write up a, a synopsis kind of sharing the story and and how and then our numbers had to match out however many millions it would cost to build this Ephesus and the people that would live there and we were on it y'all we we on the last couple of weeks we spent several hours together our team we got to know each other well we had our disagreements and different ones had arguments and then we made up and it was just it was a lot involved but my goal was to finish and to win and all of us felt the same way we were all like winners you know So our final class came. We went as far as I have asked my daughter to make us T-shirts. So we all had our name on it uh, and the name of our project, you know, that we were developing and and they were glittery glittery writing on it. And and we did our our presentation on Zoom and everybody was there and and all these big wigs, even the ex-mayor was there and all these other big time developers and you know, and, and, and all the judges, and we were just like determined we were going to win. So we were second to present. The first group did okay, but we blew them out of the water with ours. And then the third, fourth, and fifth, we knew we had blew them out of the water. So the judges went in to another breakout room and to determine who was going to win. And we were just all on pins and needles. We just felt like we had this. We had it. And when they came out, they began to share And you know what they told us? All of us were winners. Each person won in a certain category. I was furious (laughs) because I didn't come to win just a category. I wanted to win it all and that was not the rules. The rules were (laughs) you will be the big winner and you would have the bragging rights as the winner. Not all of us are winners. I did not like that at all. And um, we even stuck to our goal. And, and one of the the rules was 
you could not go over 15 minutes. And out of the five people on each team, you each had to have a part. Well, the other teams all went over 15 minutes. Some were 30 minutes, some were 45 minutes even. So we knew we won because even just that, they forfeited it. But no, we were all winners. I was so outdone. It took me about a week to get over that. And even all of our, my team, they were all upset. Like, what? You know, and and not blaming the people, y'all. I'm just saying, when you, when you get into a competition and you know <laughs> that there's supposed to be one winner, well, it was a blessing overall. We got, we learned a lot, but I'm going to tell you what God had in it for me. I had the greatest privilege of meeting some of the most wonderful people on my cohort. And on the day, the week before we, we presented, each of them, um, well, at least four of them came to my office to pick up their shirts. And we had time to really see each other in person and talk because all this time we'd only seen each other on Zoom. So we had a chance to talk and, and got to learn a little bit more about each other and gave each other hugs. And, and one of them was a gentleman by the name of George. And he just had a new baby, he and his wife. And uh, I was sharing with him what God had given me to do. And that was with a transition zone, uh, working with youth and teaching workforce skills and life skills. And, and he said, Jackie, that is so great. And he said, you know, my wife works for the school district and, um, you know, she's one of the directors and blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, that would be great. Uh, please share my information with her. And he did. And guess what? I talked to her on Friday. She is such a delight. Her name is Nicole. And guess what else? <laughs> she says, Jackie, the thing that you're doing, there's someone in our department I'd like for you to meet. And they've gotten a grant just for what you're doing. And I think it would be good for you all to connect. And then she gave me other people to connect with. Y'all, it gives me chills to think about it. But this is what God, one of the main reasons God had me in that class. See, sometimes... We think it's one thing. And and of course, the, the group that put this on were wonderful and they blessed us with uh, gift bags. But, you know, still, I wanted to win. However, I won in another way. God had another plan. And so as we are running our race, this is what I want you to know. Don't get discouraged if it's not the way you think. Like when you come to that finish line, you're thinking, I'm going to get this golden medal. It may be something over to the left or to the right that's going to come up somewhere during that process or within that process, just like it happened with me. And now this is opening up doors that I never knew existed, that God had planned, but he didn't give it to me until I finished, right? The same thing for you. God is no respecter of persons. Finish the race. God has something great for you, something far greater <laughs> than what you think it is, right? And uh, y'all, it is just, it makes my heart flutter and I get so excited about it. Now, the main thing though, the number one thing is knowing Jesus is Lord and Savior. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace in Jesus' name. 
Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.